0: can't believe I didn't press record. (laughs) Don't you love it when you start an episode and you're like blah, 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 saying the great stuff, and you forgot to press record? Yeah, that was this one. (laughs) That's just the universe reminding me who's in control. (laughs) Anyway, hi, it's Terry, and I'm here with episode six of season number four of the Simplify and Multiply show. And today... Yes, I did at some point remember how to push record. We're going to be talking with Robin Lavich on StrengthsFinder and how you can use your strengths to niche your business. Enjoy.
1: If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, solo.
0: I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. From the first time that Robin and I got on the phone together, we hit it off. We connected on so many different topics around how the brain works, how people behave in situations. And as you know, I love cognitive psychology, anything about neuroscience, neuroplasticity, Uh, appreciative inquiry, all these wonderful things about study of the brain and human behavior. Because to me, that correlates to who we are in our business and how we can serve our clients and audience so much better with value by really understanding how people behave. Because we are in people businesses. I don't care what your capacity is. You're providing service to another human being in some form or shape. And I invited Robin to be on the show in this particular season because we started talking about strengths and all of the person, different personality uh, profiling tools out there Myers Briggs, Disc Profile, uh, Clifton's Strength Finder, and of course, my personal favorite, which is Five Voices. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about our conversation was that taking it and focusing it on solopreneurs and how you as a solopreneur can use your strengths to create and refine your niche that much more now clifton strength finders is can, is very robust and you can get very deep into the analysis of it uh, as you'll hear in the conversation that i have with robin uh, she recommends that you work with somebody if you really want to get the most value out of doing your Strengths Finder assessment. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump in. I mean, she's a smarty pants. <laughs> Let me tell you what. She's got a master's degree in psychology. She's a certified professional coach because she coaches, consults, and trains individuals, executives. She goes into businesses and works with teams, and she's currently pursuing her doctorate in human behavior. Robin loves to do research. She loves just understanding science, just like I do, although I don't, because my brain just doesn't work at that depth. That's why I can respect someone like Robin so much, because she's invested so much in learning and understanding this. So she's bringing that to you and I today. And I hope you enjoy my conversation with Robin Lavidge. Robin, I'm so glad you're here. So I really want to focus in on, uh, as you know, my audience is comprised of solopreneurs. And the theme, as I mentioned, is... Uh, niche, niche, niche for strength. So in marketing, a lot of people look at niche as a way to look at the marketplace and see where there are opportunities that match with uh, things that interest them or something that they're already skilled in from either a prior job or their education or what have you. And what I like to do is kind of flip that around and reverse engineer it to reflect something along the lines of, What is it that you want to niche in? In other words, where are your strengths? Where are your interests? Where are your passions? And allow that to create the niche for you. So I wanted to have you on the show to talk specifically about strengths. And so I'm going to let you kind of look at that from that perspective and just share a little bit about that.
2: So first off, I wholeheartedly agree kind of with your perspective in terms of marketing that. Uh, if it resonates with you to begin with then you're actually going to attract the clients versus trying to do it um, where you're identifying a need and you may or may not enjoy that um you kind of want to have your sweet spot and there was i didn't actually realize that until i had started this business and um i was asked to launch a program on personality and i started studying all the different uh, theories on personality styles and how that related to business and networking and I I got excited about it and it didn't matter where I went. I went to Starbucks and there was a woman when I left to go to my car that chased me out of Starbucks to ask, um, what I did and if I could help her. And so it was fascinating to me in terms of what I was able to attract. I literally could like stand in the middle of the street and because it was something that I enjoyed so much and that represented me, um, it had such an impact. And if you add that to what I now know about the Strengths Finder, it makes complete sense. So, the Gallup uh, Strengths Finder, they now call it the Clifton Strengths Finder, is a ranking of uh, 34 different strengths. Everybody has the same 34 strengths, they're just in a slightly different order. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was something to this about 10 years ago. Uh, and I had taken, there's a version where you can go, do just your top five or you can do the full 34. And I had done the top five. And learner was uh, my number one. And I remember thinking that was interesting because I loved reading, but I always kind of viewed that as a hobby um, versus a stress management tool, which is really what it is because it's what lights me up, it's what invigorates me, and it gives me that um, attraction. When I retook it, my number one strength was called uh, individualization, which is the ability to see other people's uh, unique strengths and talents. So when I was. Yeah, which I would never have even thought was an actual uh, strength. And so when I um, I was studying all the personality stuff, that's why all of that lit me up. Because I didn't know it at the time, but I was studying it. So it was tapping into my learner. Learner, And I was studying what made people unique, which was my – so when I retook the test, I had individualization as number one and learner as number two. And that's and I remember sitting there in the training and I looked around and they were training Gallup was training people on how to become coaches. So they were talking about a lot of coaching activities. But by that point, I had been a coach for almost 10 years. And I remember looking around in the room thinking, this is my competitive advantage like this. I, I actually took the language from the finder and used it as part of my copy in uh, my bio and um, all kinds of information on the website. And so that was how I realized this is what makes me unique. And I could – you could put me up next to 10 other coaches, and Mm -hmm. I know for sure they don't have that. And the really interesting thing is if you look at the research from Gallup, the likelihood that two people have the same top five, same top five is one in 33 million.
0: Is that right? Just five? Uh Well, I guess if they're pulling from the 34, that Mm -hmm. five, even though it is just five – the combinations of pulling from that 34 would cause that many um, Well, and I
2: also think possibilities behind the scenes with the algorithms, like let's say it was scored on 100, number one might be scored as 99 and number two might be scored at, say, 95. Hmm. So that's going to be unique versus somebody else's percentage. So yeah, yeah one in 33 million. Yeah.
0: yeah, so there's weighting. Okay.
2: Correct. That's what I... Um, I read the technical report at some point, but I don't remember it. But that's how I believe you would come up with that figure. Yeah.
0: That's the learner in you.
2: (laughs) I know, right? But to really understand like what makes you unique, right? What your competitive advantage is and then how to use that as a niche is is truly unique. One in thirty-three million.
0: So how would you recommend uh using the Gallup Strength Finder or the Clifton's Strength Finder to for a solopreneur to really start exploring that for themselves because as you know and you might even be able to speak to this we have that you know fish in the fish tank you know we can't see ourselves the way other people see us which is why it's great to sometimes you know poll and or get a third neutral party to kind of find out what your magic is and things like that because we may be able to contribute to it but the true essence of it is hard to access from ourselves about ourselves which i think is just crazy
2: (laughs) yeah how we how we see ourselves is often distorted right compared to how other people see us um and when I looked, when I first went through the strengths finder, despite whatever level of self-awareness I thought I had, this was an entirely new language. And what's interesting when you look at the strengths is we tend to take them for granted. So when okay. I saw individualization, I, like who knew that was a strength? Like I just assumed everybody had that. And mm. for me to really begin to recognize, okay, no, not everybody has that. And then I Start learning a little bit more about what that means and what that looks like. And then I start seeing how it plays out day to day because we use our strengths thousands of times throughout the day. That's when you really uh, begin to recognize what your true strengths are. Um, There's three stages. You go from what's called name it, claim it to aim it. Name it is just becoming familiar with what your strengths are. Claim it is really seeing how you use it day to day. And then aim it is how you use your strengths to achieve your goals. So, and not everybody has the same level of self-awareness. I was just doing a a leadership group and there's eight leaders and it doesn't matter what I do. This one guy is always going to disagree with anything that revolves self-reflection. So today we had done a, a values exercise and he argued with, I've done this maybe a thousand times. And he argued mm. with why that was done that way. And I did the strengths finder with them. And out of the hundreds and hundreds that I've done, and the technical report and the research that I've done, he basically said it was um, not accurate. And so I had him ask other people around him, right, whether they thought it was accurate. And all of his work colleagues completely said it was accurate. And so I recommended that he talk to his wife. And so he told me today... (laughs) because how do you argue with somebody that doesn't want to see it, right? Like I can tell you what I'm seeing or other people can tell you, but you're not actually seeing it. So he said he talked to his wife and he said, I'm not going to use her colorful language, but the gist basically was she didn't agree with it either. Um, And so I started scratching. Yeah. Well, I started scratching my head and I was like, if you look at emotional intelligence, there's four components, right? Self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Key component for leadership is emotional intelligence. Yes, Cornerstone is self-awareness. It doesn't matter what tool I give to you, you disagree that it reflects you. And so in doing core values, the whole uh, purpose is to identify your values down to three to five. He started with 37 uh, and wouldn't get less than 20. (laughs) And basically said, they're all important to me and that's who I am and I'm okay with that. So you can't, if you don't have that level of awareness and you're not actually willing to look at the discovery, then you're not actually able to see what makes you unique. But if you are willing and you ask other people and you consider it, um, you'll be astonished with what truly makes you unique. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get caught up on what's good and what's bad versus what's unique. Mm-hmm. And he's got a high level of defensiveness. And so he doesn't want to see what he doesn't have, Right. And so when you look at the strengths, you can't have all 34. Um, It's the entire cluster and the entire ranking that makes you who you are. And so if you don't see that, you can't leverage it, need to leverage it.
0: So when you're when we're talking more specifically about a solopreneur and mm-hmm. they they go through a strengths finder exercise and they identify strengths and let's say that they are open to it like okay they can try that on how how do you and this is more just kind of my curiosity it's like how do you close the gap of really trusting that those are your strengths like i would see a tendency among many people to, um, like, if it's something really strong or powerful, like leader or, you know, teacher or something, you know, I'm just kind of throwing words out there, but something that they just don't really feel uh, that they own, not necessarily that they disagree with, as in your example that you just shared, but more like, oh, I'm not that good at that, or I don't, you know, so it becomes like a, a graduating criteria of of judgment around the quality or level of uh, that they can provide in that particular strength. So it's it's a confidence thing. What would you advise in that case?
2: In every situation, regardless of whether you find that it resonates with you or maybe it resonates a little or not so much, is you've got to truly understand what that strength is. Sometimes people read a definition, and the and sometimes they get hung up on the word. So mm. for instance, there's a word, there's a strength called communication. Um, and if you read the definition or you just look at the word, it looks like you're not good at communicating. Communication is one of my lowest. So my first thought was, oh my God, how can I be doing public speaking and have such low communication? But when I looked into it a little bit more in terms of what it means, and that means the books that they have for the finder, it goes into a lot more detail than just a, a one-liner definition. But basically communication means that you like to process out loud um, and you're very witty. You like to use humor um, and it's kind of your communication that allows you to influence uh, other people. Not, uh, when I, Once I understand that's what it actually means, that is not my strength at all. I'm an introvert. I like to reflect. I don't like to share my thoughts until I've thought them through. So I'm right. like, yeah, that explains why it's lower. But if we get hung up on it, we don't see it. So we want to dig in a little deeper And then we kind of want to try it on because sometimes we don't see our strengths. So um, in different situations from what did I choose for breakfast? What did I do while I was driving here? How did I make this decision? uh, You'll see your strengths in everyday examples. And so the more you can kind of dissect those examples, the more you'll see those strengths come to life.
0: So how would you recommend, and and I, I like that because you're right. I mean, I think the natural thing that people would do is just conclude, come to a conclusion without doing the actual deep dive into, because if you think about it, it's a, it's a science that they've created. It's a model. And just because they chose a specific word doesn't mean that that word should be taken at face value or literally, or however, it's more of a marker or label uh, for a very specific set of behaviors, understanding, predisposition, all of those things and once you understand what that is, then that word has that much of a different meaning and right. you can assimilate around it.
2: Well, and it how your strengths cluster alters how they appear, right? So how you define one word in relation to your other strengths is going to be different for each person. And so you do need to do a deeper dive. I have lots of people that actually read their results and they're like, oh, okay, interesting. And then I have other people, when we do the deeper dive, I mean, they can't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, but if you do it, if you use it at the surface level, now, even if you use it at the surface level, you can still use it as an opportunity to create your competitive advantage. I've even worked with, because uh, I work with teenagers and college students, and we've pulled information from their strengths as to put in their resume.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, for folks who have uh, like growth areas in their strengths finder, like some of the lower- uh, Yeah, lesser uh, mm strengths. Lesser strengths, thank you. And if they want to, if they see that maybe some of those lesser strengths are contributing to some challenges in their business, them running their business, um, like for me, for example, like finances and bookkeeping and like all of that kind of money stuff, Thank God my boyfriend is an engineer and has an MBA because I'm telling you what, if it's beyond the basic stuff that a software provides, I am challenged to really think about things from that perspective. So that is an area, but that's more of like a mental processing thing. I just don't have a lot of strength in that whole financial num- numbers area. <laughs> Mine's more in creative and communication and business and things like that. So if someone has the a lesser strength that is perhaps negatively impacting their business, or it's maybe a neutral, but if they worked on it, it could actually grow their business or allow them to expand their business or leverage things and create scale more. In other words, improve their business so they make more money and they have more free time, et cetera. How would they go about doing that through the Strengths Finder model?
2: So, the philosophy of the strengths finders, the, the natural tendency when you get the 34 report is to go to 34 and see what's your absolute worst, because we're conditioned that we've got to fix what's wrong with us. Um, and a lot of times people want to use these, uh, the strengths finder, as like a recruitment tool, which you don't ever want to use it for that, because looking at your strengths, you could overuse your strengths and then it backfires. It kind of becomes a weakness. Um, And so when you use it to understand somebody, you don't know if they have the awareness of when they're overusing a strength or if they have a weakness, but they've figured out how to manage it. And so it literally doesn't show up as a weakness. Mm -hmm. So I never know when I'm looking at a report um, where they are on that scale. That's up to them to determine whether or not it creates a challenge. And out of those two components, there's two components I look for when we look at the lesser strengths. Number one is, is it a weakness? Meaning- does it actually create a challenge and number two is it potentially a fatal flaw what i mean by that is a fatal flaw means not having that that as a strength actually overshadows all your positive strengths having it as a weakness you don't actually want to spend a whole lot of time developing your weakness only if it's creating problems then um, would you come up with a strategy on how to manage it so there's a, a realtor that i'm working with right um solopreneur her own agency And consistency is her 34. That's a weakness because every marketing we're, we're laying out her business plan and her marketing strategies. And the last uh, session I had her identify all the different things that she's doing for marketing. It was a a enormous amount. Mm. Well, and you know this, that if you do this marketing, that marketing, this marketing, that marketing, but none of it is consistent, it'll never end up generating the results. So, in that case, consistency is actually a weakness. And so, we would use her strengths um, to help her develop some level of consistency because it's very hard to fix a weakness, but you can manage it.
1: Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment.
0: Are you niched enough? as you know i'm focusing on exploring niching your business this season with the sole desire to give you the confidence and know-how to develop a niche that positions you as the go-to expert unfortunately many solopreneurs are unsure of how they should niche and they worry if they're narrowing their niche so much that there won't be any prospects i will tell you right now not to be concerned about niching too much What you need is the right objectivity to see your value and your ideal client clearly, so you can choose a niche that is a natural reflection of who you are. Now, when you do that, everything else falls into place and your ideal clients start coming at you from the most unexpected places. And if you want help figuring out your niche, I can help. All you have to do is pick a time to talk with me one-on-one for free about your niche by visiting pappychat.com. This is a great opportunity for you to get valuable input about what you're building and how to create a well-positioned brand that drives a ton of business. Get yours on the calendar now. Hit up pappychat.com and niche, niche, niche for strength. Book yours now. That's p-a-p-p-y-c-h-a-t.com. Yeah, just like anything. And, Mm -hmm. and this is really, I mean, I I don't want to, I know it's kind of hard to kind of imagine a situation and because strengths are so specific. Mm -hmm. And every person's going to be like you were saying, you know, there's so many different combinations and, and uh, levels that uh, for waiting. And so if if someone wanted to explore this more, what would you recommend that they do? Like, how can they get started with this? Not that I want this to be all about StrengthsFinder, but you know what I mean? It's just, I think it's a real powerful tool.
2: It's my favorite. I mean, I use 30 different assessments. This is like my absolute go-to. Um, so here's what I'd recommend. Out of the 34 strengths, they're actually separated into four, uh, what they call domains or categories. So, one domain is executing, which is how you go about getting things done. Another is influencing, which is how you take charge, uh, how you persuade. Then there's relationship building, which is your more intimate, genuine type connections. And then you've got your strategic thinking category. Um, That alone will give you a lot of insight into a person. So, if you look at your top 10 strengths, let's say, and this happened, I was working with a surgeon who, Was super high on executing, and he had none in relationship building,
0: Hmm.
2: which meant he was technically proficient, um, but he didn't get along with his staff, and he had a horrible bedside manner.
0: Hmm. So even if you just look like a lot of clinicians I've encountered throughout life,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a lot because they don't. Well, that's a whole other. We do a whole other thing on that, but
0: yeah, um, totally.
2: (laughs) So even if you just look at the major domains, that will start to give you some insight into what makes you uh, different than other people and how to best leverage it. So even if you don't know all 34 and you just focus on a couple of your top strengths, look at them in Mm -hmm. terms of those categories. And that's no different, by the way, if you're familiar with like DISC or Myers-Briggs that have, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little more simplified, even that you can use as part of your competitive advantage. Uh, If you look at the DISC profile, I'm a a very unusual coach, a highly unusual speaker, um, because I'm uh, a CS, which is uh, very kind of analytical, methodical and introverted, which is not what you would typically get as a speaker. So even things like that, if you look at some of the language, you can begin to use that as your competitive advantage. So it doesn't all have to be the Strengths finder, but it's a different way of looking at something in terms of how you position yourself.
0: Yeah. So I think this is really important. And I know, Robin, when you and I first had uh, our phone conversation about all of this, and and I was telling you about uh, Steve Cockrum and Jeremy Kubachek's Five Voices, which is a big, right. you know, I'm just a huge fan of it, because like you said, it is super simple. And it enables me to create some awareness in the relationship I have with clients. So I always have my clients do it so I can understand their thinking. And I adjust my communication style to suit that. Now, it's very high level, but I'm amazed at how well it, you know, what I'm doing (laughs) and what I'm trying to shore up, because I'm a creative and creatives always have, I mean, it shows up on this podcast all the time, (laughs) just ask any listener, (laughs) is we, we communicate so much in the future. That a lot of people can't keep up with our communication. In other words, they don't really hear what we're trying to convey right. and and I struggle with that a lot. And sometimes when I'm communicating with a, a voice that, you know, maybe a pioneer or a guardian, I'm using the five voices term terminology, you know, they they think i've I'm off my rocker because <laughs> I'm not getting the point across, and they get impatient. So mm. I have to learn to be very succinct. and to the point, uh, so they get all their boxes checked in the right order and it's really fascinating totally different with a nurturer if you're a nurturer which is my second voice right as far as uh, dominance is all about taking care of everybody else but yourself you know it's like right. are you do you have you know that's the mom of the group right <laughs> and so the the voice the five voices has really enabled me to understand more about myself and it confirmed a lot of the things that i was feeling deep inside as far as a calling of how i need to show up in the world how i need to show up for my clients and I'm using that as a learning tool, you know, based on what I'm I'm going through in my business actually right now, and evolving into that more of that, uh, you know, trusting that strength that I have. So it's been years since I've done the Strengths Finders. I did it um, when I was still in corporate because <laughs> corporate paid for it, <laughs> and um, and I I don't even know if I still have my original uh, results. So I should go back and and do it again. To see where I'm at now, because does it change as you grow and evolve in your life? Or is it relatively consistent?
2: It's it's fairly stable. I mean, Gallup mm-hmm. basically describes them as innate talents, meaning uh, you're born with them. And it's a talent kind of like if you were born with a really good voice. But if you mm-hmm. worked with a voice coach, you could harness that talent into a strength. So depending on what talents you've harnessed, they may begin to shift but you're not likely going to see like a weakness that became a strength or vice versa. And you'll even see if you look at little kids and they have different versions all the way down to 12 year olds, you can start identifying it at a really young age. Wow. I just wanted to comment on we you were talking about the five voices,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you, we often compare ourselves to other people, right? Especially yes. working by ourselves. Um, and you don't really get as broad of a perspective.
0: And so oh, that's so true.
2: Yeah. And instead of looking at how we're different from other people and maybe how we don't measure up, when you actually start taking a look at what your styles are, what your preferences are, what your strengths are, you begin to build up, okay, this is what makes me different. So from what you were talking about in terms of like the caretaker and the creative, how you would position yourself in terms of your own marketing would be very different than somebody else. Um, who was in your industry that didn't have those strengths? And that's, I think the the key piece is that you're not comparing yourself to other people. You're looking at what makes you unique. and then you're communicating that to your potential clients that that is what makes you unique. And for me, you know, some people don't like my style. Some people do like my style, but I find that I'm much it, when I meet with a prospect, it's a much better fit. Because they've already got a sense of who I am and what I'm all about, and I also know if that's going to be potentially a good client. Um, And so that's the key of being able to differentiate yourself is being able to market yourself in such a way that you draw those people that are attracted to that,
0: versus trying to be all. And that's what you said, you know, earlier about you know just the attraction component is so much stronger because you're super clear about who you are and what you're good at. And I think that when you're able to say that and communicate that through your marketing materials, your website, the you know, however you're exhibiting your marketing. Uh, people can read it, it resonates with them. It connects with them. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, you know, Terry, I read your, um, you know, your bio on LinkedIn or whatever. And it just like, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to work with Terry. She sounds ex- like exactly what I need. Right. And that's what we want. We want those efforts, the the way we're talking about ourselves to be so specifically clear about what we're a stand for, so to speak, right. that they're like, First it resonates. Generic.
2: Yeah, because when it's generic, you don't really, well, the more specific you are and the more it resonates with people, the higher pricing you can set. By the way,
0: amen Um, to that. Yeah.
2: Um, So, yeah, it's super important to know kind of um, what you're all about. And the other thing, too, is you know, people are pretty stressed these days. And so, if you don't like finances and numbers, and somebody hires you and they want you to start tracking the return on investment on all their marketing efforts, and so they're asking you to compile an Excel spreadsheet, uh, if you know that's not something that you're good at, you're not going to take that on. So Heck there's no. right. <laughs> there's lots of times where I'll say to clients, that's not my strength. Like, I get that you think I would be really good at that. I'm not. Don't mm-hmm. want to do that. I'll get you somebody else who can handle that. And then I get to stick with the things that I'm really good at.
0: And that's really powerful. I really uh, want to point out what you just said, because so many of us uh, as solopreneurs want to take like, and I have a tendency to do this because I've got the nurturer thing going on, but um, We wanna take care of every aspect of our client's needs because we wanna embed ourselves like a tick But I think it's much more mature and you're serving the client better if you can connect them with someone who is an expert in a specific thing and stick to your, as they say, stay in your lane and stay with the things that that you're really super, uh, super strong about. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. you brought that point uh, to the surface. That's awesome. So, Robin, for for anybody, as we wrap up here, for anybody who. Uh, is interested in finding out more about strengths or finding out more about you, how can you tell them to get a hold of you?
2: They can go to my uh, website, which is surpassyourgoals.com or email me, Robin at surpassyourgoals.com. You can um, go online and take the strengths assessment and I'll give you the report. There's actually five different versions that are very in depth. But until you work with somebody that helps you debrief it, and I'm not saying it has to be me, uh, it's far more meaningful when you're able to uh, process it out loud than just reading a report. It's only going to get yeah. you so far.
0: Yeah, and and that became evident just in us talking about it here So it's like, you know, yeah, here's a great tool. Go do it. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, this is like overburdening, (laughs) you know, somebody because they aren't able or equipped to interpret it in such a way where it can be made effective. Right. So you're almost better off not even doing the tool. (laughs) Well,
2: yeah, I mean, the first time I did it when I just I didn't have anybody debrief it for me, it was um, and this is typically what I get. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's me. That describes me. Okay, cool.
0: So it's almost like a parlor trick, you know, yeah. when it, it doesn't really have the impact that it it can. Uh, so it's like, don't do it unless you really want to explore in a, in a some form of deeper dive, whether it's through books, working with a guide like yourself, uh, someone who can actually really facilitate that for you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: that that's really super important and use it to niche what you do in your business. I think that's really, really powerful way to use StrengthsFinder. Mm-hmm. Robin, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank, Thank you so you, much for talking about strengths and for uh, you know, helping my listener really understand that they've got it going on and they can use their strengths to niche their business and be super successful. It's been great having you here.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply.
1: You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply Show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.